The Green Bay Packers will play on Sunday night football against the Detroit Lions after the Seattle Seahawks play. We'll explain why that's important and if it actually matters in the outcome of the game. Plus, Joe Barry left it up to his cornerbacks if Jair Alexander was going to shadow Justin Jefferson on Sunday. We know the answer, but this how, this process, this is important in understanding the evolution of this Packers defense. We dig into all of it on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you Today's episode brought to you by friends at Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. You can get a deposit bonus up to $100 on that first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. A lot to get to today on the show as, as it relates to the Green Bay Packers, but um, as we record this uh, here, uh, we, we don't know the status of DeMar Hanlon, uh, the, the defensive back for the Buffalo Bills, who was involved in one of the most harrowing scenes I can remember on a football field last night. They had to administer CPR. They had to use the IED um, to try and get his his heart going again. It was um, the the kind of thing that that is, is unbelievable in the moment. And, um, I'm I'm struggling to find the words because I'm I'm recording this the, the night that it happened Monday night and um it's still pretty fresh in my mind and in the minds of everyone watching I'm sure if you were watching it it is just something that um it's a reminder that these are people playing these games and I think sometimes we forget that and I think sometimes uh, the people covering the media forget that. We saw that, unfortunately, on social media in, in the aftermath of some of this. But I just I wanted to send um, my support, my love, my prayers to DeMar and his family, to the Buffalo Bills, that organization, and to all the people um, covering the sport. I, I, I have covered a lot of a lot of sporting events, been a, a sports journalist for a long time. Um, and you don't expect to be in a situation like this. I was in news before this. In fact, my first job, um, I was a a TV news reporter and I covered gang violence and drugs and, and murder trials and, and, and things that 22 and 23 year olds should not have to, to witness, um, and, and be a part of. It is something that is damaging to your psyche um, and so I'm, I'm glad that the NFL decided to do the right thing to not play that game. But, you know, our our, our hearts and, and locked on pra- Packers prayers go out to um, 
everyone involved in this situation. You know, this is this is a, an incredible and, and not in a good way kind of thing. Obviously, um, it, it 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 is difficult to even put into words, as I'm clearly proving. So, um, I felt like it would be crazy to start this show just talking about football and certainly just talking about the Packers when, um, you know, this is, this is what happened last night. We all, I mean, anyone watching, if you're an NFL fan, um, at this point, I assume you're aware of what happened. So I, I wanted to, to start the show talking about that because I'm, I'm, thinking about him and and his family and and the players and the coaches and the media people our friend Rachel Hotmayer who you know friend of this program she's in Buffalo now covering the Bills was at that game these you you don't go to a football game expecting to have to cover um a, a someone fighting for their life and so I, I hope that that DeMar Hamlin is okay the word as of this moment is that he is um stabilized but still in in pretty rough shape at the hospital in Cincinnati, so we are we are thinking about him. Um, and I I felt it was important to address that at the top of the show. It, <laughs> there's no good transition out of that, unfortunately. Um, but let's talk about the Packers because that's what you came here for, and I, I want to do that. We found out the Packers are going to be the Sunday night game, Packers-Lions. And this spawned a lot of takes. People felt bad for the Seahawks. Oh, you know, the Lions could rest players. The Lions are not resting players. Let's, let's, let's dispense with this nonsense. Dan Campbell is not resting anybody. This is not in Dan Campbell's DNA. So even if Seattle, so this is the scenario. If Seattle wins, Detroit is out. So if Seattle beats the Rams, which is going to happen before the Packers play on Sunday night. We don't know exactly when, but before Sunday night. Then the Lions are out. The game means nothing. And the Packers are still winning in. Right? Still winning in. The Packers are winning in no matter what happens with Seattle. Then it becomes, okay, what happens beyond that with, with the Lions and the Seahawks? They get to duke it out, whatever, in, in, in whatever, if, if the Packers lose, right? So Seattle winning would mean Detroit has nothing to play for. And I actually think there is a, a legitimate case to be made, and, and I've seen the case made, that a Lions team with nothing to play for is actually more dangerous than a Lions team with something to play for. And we saw this last year. Go back to week 18 last year. The Lions had nothing to play for. They ran trick plays and flea fickers and reverse passes and all kinds of crazy things. And even before Jordan Love got in the game, they were out playing the Packers. Now, the Packers didn't have anything to play for. They were in the game to try and get Devontae Adams the single season receiving record in Green Bay. And so this it was not a game that they were actively trying to win. They were just trying to stay a little bit sharp. But you know what would actually be better, I think, in this case? Is a game the Lions have to win. Because Jared Goff under pressure, I don't know what to make of that. Dan Campbell under pressure. You've got a, you know, a, a play caller and Ben Johnson who's, who's really a talented play caller. 
But this would be the biggest moment of his career by a mile. You have a defense that has been bad all year that, that you know, just gave up 200 yards on the ground two weeks ago to the Panthers. Yeah, they just won their game, but it's the Bears. It's the Bears. So would it be better for the Packers if if they had a little bit of pressure on the Lions? I, I think you can make that case. Now, it's also, I think, the case that it can go the other way. This is a bad Lions defense. This is Jared Goff. This is a coaching staff that's never done anything in the NFL. You go up 17 to 7. It's cold. It's going to be, guys, it's going to be freezing cold on Sunday night at Lambeau Field. If the game means nothing to Detroit, and I think the chances are the game will mean nothing to Detroit because Seattle just has to beat the Rams, then you can put this game away early. You, If you start fast, if it's 20 to seven at halftime, and this is a Lions team where the home road splits, especially scoring offense, it's two touchdowns. That's the difference, home road. They, go, they score 30-plus every game at home, and they score under 20 basically every game on the road. And this is a team built for the Dome with speed and explosiveness. DeAndre Swift, Jamison Williams. Now, I know Amon Ross St. Brown is not that same kind of guy. Jamal Williams, not that same kind of guy. But it is a team that I think is not really built to win on the road. And part of that is because they need to stay on script. They need to play from, you know, a comfortable position where they don't have to drop back and throw the ball. They need to be able to go to the play-action game because if they can't, they don't trust Jared Goff to just sit back there and shotgun in 11 personnel and dice you up because that's not who Jared Goff is now or has ever been. And he's played really well this season, but it's because they've run the football well, they protect him well, and they get to all of their play-action stuff. He's got, he's got one of the highest play-action rates in the league. And they can get to all of their schemed up comm sets. Well, if you keep them in the spot where you want them to be from a, a script perspective, it becomes really difficult for them to get to all of their pet plays, all of the beautiful designs, all of the play action shot plays. And it keeps them from doing what, what is most dangerous to Green Bay, I think. And that is run the football. Downhill at you. So that presents a great opportunity for Green Bay if the Seahawks do in fact win. Not only not only is their incentive because of the the team that you're playing to get off to a fast start, but if the game means nothing, getting off to a fast start means even more because you might get a team that has fought all season to be in a position to win something, you get the letdown, they'll find out 20 minutes before kick. Probably it's probably going to be a late game that, you know, you, you, you have no chance. That's going to take some wind out of your sails. That's just the nature of humanity. So I think this is a really fascinating decision by the NFL clearly made with ratings in mind. They want to see Aaron Rodgers. They want to see Lambeau field. They want Packer fans to watch because a win and in Aaron Rodgers game is more important than I don't know what whatever else you can put on put on the tape, and we don't know now because we don't have an outcome in the Bengals game. At least as we're recording this, 
Bengals Ravens might mean nothing. And, you know, there aren't that many other interesting games. So I think this was the right choice by Sunday Night Football. I'm not surprised. I had heard ahead of time that that this was probably going to be the game. And then you hear, "Eh, maybe it's not. But then we find out it is. Aaron Rodgers in primetime, he's not been, you know, as good this year overall. He still played pretty well in these primetime games and these nationally televised games. And in a situation like this, and I, I made this case, we didn't talk about it on a podcast, but I talked about it on Twitter. I made the case, and we'll talk about this more over the course of the season, that, you know, the Vikings game is the kind of game that you need Aaron Rodgers to win you. Now, they didn't need Aaron Rodgers to win it, but you you needed him to play well. He played fine. He didn't play great. They're going to have to play better than they did in this game and, and over the course of this stretch. The Packers are not winning football games because of Aaron Rodgers right now. This is not 2016. This is not R-E-L-A-X in 2014. This is a team that if they want to get to where they can go, talent-wise, if and, and this is the beauty, the beauty of this for the Packers, from an upside standpoint, the defense is finally playing the way that we expected this defense to play. The, the run defense is still not great, but they played very well on Sunday. The passing defense is awesome. This is a very, very good passing defense. The run game is what we expected the run game to be. The run game is now... Dominant. If this passing game can get back into that upper echelon, if Aaron Rodgers can get back to, you know, forget Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. If he can get into that, you know, if he's the fifth best quarterback in the playoffs, this team can go on a run. This team is not winning games right now because of Aaron Rodgers. They could could have won, I don't know, probably... At, at least three of the four of these games with Jordan Love at quarterback, it was not Aaron Rodgers, you know, doing anything crazy. You know, the Mercedes Lewis throw, incredible play, right? But like the Chicago game, Christian Watson iced that one. And the defense closes it out with the multiple interceptions. Three interceptions in the second half against Miami. The Rams game was a walk, and, and this one, same thing. I mean, Aaron Rodgers made some nice plays. The second reaction touchdown to Big Bob Tunyon. Game's already really over at that point. So if they can get Aaron Rodgers out of all of this, they can actually be the contender we thought. And then it becomes, who cares what version of Detroit you're getting? This is a terrible defense. They can't stop the run. And so just, just run it at them all day. Run for 200 yards like the the Panthers did. Go win the game. And then in the playoffs, if you get a better version of Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't have to be MVP Rodgers, a better version of what we saw. I mean, we saw Jared Stidham hang 30 on the 49ers. You get a better version of Aaron Rodgers, you can go on the road and you can beat anyone in the NFL. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It is... Just you and the number, you and the prize picks projection, like Aaron Rodgers passing yards or Aaron Jones rushing yards. Went By the way, hit that Aaron Jones rushing yards on Sunday. You put a couple players together and you can win up to 10 times your money. Pick a sport, not just NFL. Any sport you can think of, prize picks has a place for you to go and make your picks. You can do it, make an entry in less than 60 seconds. It's super easy. Bang, bang, bang. I picked three players. Done. That's my lineup. I'm set. 
Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. <laughs> if you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. You deposit 50 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign in to get that instant deposit match up to $100. And thanks again for making Locked On Packers your first listen. Subscribe to Locked On NFL and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday and Monday. Local insiders cover the game with our game-to-game episodes. Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. So there was this great story Ryan Wood did for Packers news and apparently Joe Barry went to the DBs and he said, you guys figure it out. I support whatever decision you want to make. Jair, if you want to follow Justin Jefferson, great. And if you don't, great. But you tell me. And when Jair Alexander told Russell Douglas what he wanted to do, Apparently, this is according to Russell Douglas, he said, I already know. He knew that's what Jair Alexander wanted to do. And before we even get to the it worked of it all, because by the way, it worked. This, in in a way, it's a Rorschach test because if you're the kind of person who is prone to hating Joe Barry. And there are there are people out there, even in the media, who just want to hate everything Joe Barry does because they didn't like the hire or because, you know, they wanted a Jiro Evero or, or whatever it was. And they're just going to say, this is Joe Barry punting. I don't think this is Joe Barry punting. I think this is Joe Barry giving his players, particularly Jair Alexander, his best player, an opportunity to say, I want this assignment. You want buy-in from your players, right? And so if you have if you have star players disinterested or disagreeing with your approach, that is a huge problem. And you can go back to the last year of Mike Patton in 2020. And they beat up the Chicago Bears. And it was still a game where after that, Kenny Clark and Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith went to Mike Patton's office and said, "We can't. This this can't be our team. We can't keep playing like this." And to Mike Patton's credit, he said, "Okay." I think Joe Barry has taken a lot of flack this season. Some of it warranted, some of it not. There has been over the last month or so when this defense, by the way, has finally started to play like we expected it to play where they're doing all sorts of interesting things formationally, personnel-wise. They got back to playing a bunch of big nickel in this game. Darnell Savage played in the slot. We didn't see a lot of Keyshawn Nixon on defense in this game. He was your special team superstar. That's probably his best role. The best thing for this defense, I think, is to have Darnell Savage in the slot or at safety, wherever you, wherever you like the matchup that down, or against that team, and going from there. And, and then saying, okay, Rudy Ford, Adrian Namus, those guys, they did such a good job of figuring out the nuances of this game plan. Because 
It was all focused around Justin Jefferson. But they didn't let it consume them. You know, you go back to that Titans game. And after that Titans game, you heard players say things like, you know, (laughs) we were so focused on stopping Derrick Henry that, you know, the passing game kind of caught them by surprise. And that, in the moment, I think felt a little bit like an excuse, honestly. Because a lot of it was just one-on-one coverage. Jerry Alexander got beat a couple times one-on-one deep. And it's like, well, just don't get beat. Like, you just got beat. But in a situation like this, they tailored the game plan to the Vikings. And they got their players to buy in. And, I, I, you know, Matt LaFleur was asked about this. And he said... About the he was asked about the communication. This is this is a fascinating answer to me. He was asked about the communication, and what he said was, "I think the defense is playing with much better energy and physicality, and that when that happens, they play more connected." That's a fascinating idea, and if you've ever played team sports, you understand what that means. And if you haven't, I'll do my best to explain it such that I understand it. High school football was the highest level that I played at. But (laughs) I have been trying to figure this stuff out for a long time. And when you, I, I think, honestly, it's just a logical thing because it exists in all walks of life, all forms of life. It probably is true at your office. Let's say you have a project. And a group of you are working on it. If none of you is excited about it, if none of you approaches that that project with enthusiasm, you're probably going to communicate a little less. You're going to send fewer emails about it, fewer slacks. You're going to have fewer meetings, fewer calls. It's not going to be a priority. But, Those projects that you're really excited about, everyone wants to talk about them all day, right? Oh, hey, what about this? Oh, I was thinking about this. I was thinking this or this or this or this. And it becomes this thing that consumes you and you feel connected to these people. And and when you complete it, it is incredibly heartening. And then it gives you excitement and momentum to carry it into whatever the next project is. And feeling that buy-in allows you to be enthusiastic about the execution of that thing. So if you play with more energy and that begets physicality because guys are playing with more confidence, well, that confidence leads to communication because everyone is playing with more energy and, oh, that guy's playing well. I'm excited about that. I'm ready to go do my job. And I know he's going to do his job. And that makes it easier for me to do my 111th. And that has this massive connectivity effect. Where all of a sudden everyone is playing better as a result. And I think that's what Matt LaFleur was trying to tell us. That when these guys feel empowered. When Joe Barry comes to you and says, all right, Jay, if you want to, if you want to take Jefferson That's great. Don't tell me. Tell Russell Douglas. You guys figure out what the best thing is for you guys. And not only does Russell Douglas say, 
you got it. He said, I know. I know what you're going to say and I support you. And they did it. And them playing, this was, this was the best rally and tackle game that I can remember for a Packers team under the under Matt LaFleur. Mike Patton or or whoever. The best rally and tackle game I can remember. Flying around, playing with physicality. Quay Walker, I, I know he got the penalty, but playing with physicality. They played with physicality up front. Matt LaFleur was asked about the run defense. They got off blocks. They got off blocks. It's, a, it's amazing how much better Joe Barry, the schemer, Joe Barry, the play designer, Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator looks when guys are defeating blocks, when they're playing with juice, when they're playing with energy, when they're playing with physicality. But it is your responsibility as a defensive coordinator to make sure those guys are doing that thing and especially to empower them to play that way. And when you give them the opportunity, Jerry Alexander said after the game in week one, I wanted to do this and I wasn't given that responsibility. Okay, here's your opportunity to make up for it. Do you actually want the responsibility or was that an excuse? That's what Joe Barry gets to say to Jair Alexander. Do you actually want the responsibility or was that just talk? Because Jair does like to talk. He likes to chirp. I love that about Jair Alexander. I absolutely love that about him. And Justin Jefferson, oh my God. <laughs> I cannot remember a player. I can't believe he did this. I cannot believe, I, I have never, never in my life do I remember a player after a game Never mind a super a superstar player asking for a taunting penalty. I've never heard of that ever. Justin Jefferson asked for a taunting penalty when Jair did the gritty. This this worked so profoundly. He was in Justin Jefferson's head, and and I have to believe remains there because this was such a thorough domination that you have Vikings fans on Reddit with conspiracy theories about watering the field too much. That's where this team is. When you empower your players, when you make them feel a part of the process, should that be necessary? No. But it worked. And so when you find the thing that worked and, and, and when it happens like this and works so magnificently, I think we have to recognize it and say Joe Barry deserves a ton of credit for this defensive turnaround and especially this game plan because it worked. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends from every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college football to basketball to World Cup. We've got it all at Bet Online. If you love Sports podcast, you can find them at Bet Online. We've got the fastest and easiest ways to get all of your betting info. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On NFL, bringing your local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. All right. We're going to be back tomorrow. Locked on Packers is back. How you doing on Wednesday? We've got our crossover on Thursday and a conversation coming on Friday. I think we're going to continue to do that. I think I think the uh, 
the live shows, if there are if there's big news with injuries, we'll do a live show on YouTube that will be YouTube only. Um, or well, we'll do we'll do a, we'll do a bonus episode. It'll be just 10 minutes, 15 minutes talking about the, the thing. It'll be like a breaking news kind of thing. We'll throw it in your feed. Um, and we'll go we'll go from there. All right, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like we will be after the game, after Sunday night football, when the Packers punch their ticket for the postseason, you can do that on the Locked on Packers YouTube page. Stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.